man on a Fiesta Friday. The other thing I realized about Fridays, as we talk about administrative nonsense on the Halford and Breff show on Sportsnet 650, there are so many overlapping themes, none of which have anything to do with one another, right? It just becomes more chaotic than usual. Yeah. Like, the show's chaotic at the best of times. But if you miss a single one, we raise hell. <laughs> you better be on board with the administrative nonsense. This show has the attention span of a gerbil. Like, there's nothing. We, we the, Oh, yeah, it's Fiesta Fridays. Also, we got a $100 gift card to AJ's Pizza. Also, Rugby 7's also locks of the week. Don't forget, we're talking to Moj. Yeah. Dollywall joins us. There's some yelling there. The Super Bowl. Did you play Colonifornia? Yeah, there's so much stuff going on. Some say it's a Luke lack out. of some say it's a lack of professionalism. Mm-hmm. I tend to agree. Halford and Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura Dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura Dealer. Today we are in hour two of the program. Hour two is brought to you by Primetime Craft Beer. Meticulously brewed for quality and taste. Primetime is full flavor without compromise. You can find some at a liquor store near you. If you can't find it, demand it. Or you can visit the brewery to see how it's made. We are coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Kintech Canada's favorite orthotics provider, powered by thousands of five-star Google reviews. Sore feet? Halford, what are you waiting for? Kintech, that's what I'm waiting for. Well, there, then just go. Actually, I should go. Yeah. My foot is killing me. Uh, to the phone lines we go. The Dispatch Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Hotline. AJ from AJ's Pizza joins us now on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. What up, AJ? What is going on? Sorry, Samurai. Listen, listen, I hate Boston as much as you guys, I promise. Okay. That was rough last night. That was a tough one. My um, wife was not happy. Yeah. So, now it's Super Bowl weekend. It's a huge weekend for all food purveyors, but I, I know that you guys have been taking orders, I think, since the end of January, because everyone wants some AJ's pizza for Super Bowl. <laughs> but you're not even going to be here. You're going to Brooklyn. What are you going to Brooklyn for? And what's this big thing about your buddy and his, like, this iconic Super Bowl squares thing he's got going? You know what? It's funny, because I haven't been back since I moved here 23 years ago. But, yes, my buddy, who I've known since six, owns a gigantic sports bar and pub in, in Brooklyn. And let's let's just say there's there's seven figures on the wall. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. Is, is, are the police going to show up? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's just say all my best friends are cops and <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it is Ask Us Anything Friday on the program. I also understand you've got an Ask Us Anything for Laddie. I, you know what? And I told Laddie this is coming, but I didn't say what's coming. Go. Right. So, Laddie, two things. One, you never comment on my segment. I'm not going to take it personally. But what's happening on the 14th? Uh, Valentine's Day? Laddie. <laughs> See, Alfred, I knew this was going to stump him. Yeah. I, I gave I give him I give him a, a very very small hint. I think I know where you're going with this, Laddie. Pitchers and catchers, my friend. And I'm going to call you out. Pitchers and catchers report today, the Dodgers <laughs> and the Padres because they play in Korea a week earlier than everyone else. <laughs> you're wrong, AJ. Touche, my friend. I love it. I love okay, it. so you're not going to be around this weekend, but let every, not, no. let everybody that's listening know. Uh, can they still order? Or are you guys all jammed up? What's you know going what? on? I would order today. Okay. I would order if you can get your order in today. Um, I mean, we are packed, obviously in house. We're not a, we're not a gigantic place, but um, you might be able to squeak in for a bar seat. But I would recommend to order today, especially if you want it before the start of the game. 
Okay, well, buddy, uh, travel safely. Best of luck winning seven figures in squares, which is a sentence I can't believe that I'm saying aloud. And, I hope the feds don't show up. Yeah. And yeah best that, of luck. That, that, hopefully not, too. It's the last hit with AJ, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you guys in a few years. Okay, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Care, guys. Bye. Uh, come, going away for a while. Yeah, come get a slice of Brooklyn in Vancouver. AJ's Pizza on East Broadway. Authentic Brooklyn-style pizza. You can dine in, although it's going to be jam-packed this weekend, especially on Sunday. If you want to order for Super Bowl Sunday, you can do it online at AJ's.Pizza. What are you doing for Super Bowl, by the way? I'm watching it with some hockey buddies. Nice. Um, do you guys have, have like the menu set and planned and everything? It's a buffet menu. Yeah. All right, what are you it's bringing? Uh, we're, it's, it's, it's not. Are it's, you going to cater? We're going out. We're you got like out. crab legs yeah. or what are you, what are you yeah. talking about here? What's in the buffet? Uh, I, I actually don't know. I just, oh, okay. I just said, yeah, I'll be there. What are, you, what, are you, what are you? drinking. What are you doing for Super Bowl, eh, Doug? It's always a very low key affair at our place. Yeah, mm-hmm. just just we make a bunch of food. I feel like Adog is like we watch the halftime show. Yeah, I, I, and, come out, and, I come out. I come out. I come out of my room whenever the, whenever the commercials come on. Like, Day is full of snacks, like any other day. Really. Uh, what are you doing for Super Bowl, Eddie? Uh Not much. I not a huge football watcher, so right. I'll watch the game, but just at home. Are you more excited for Usher? I, I'm excited for the whole show. I'm uh, excited for the spectacle. You know who wasn't excited for Usher? A-Dog. I know. I, I don't was, get Usher. He, he was kind of downplaying. He called, what did you call it? A, a CFL type? Yeah, yeah well, it's just because he's so like, if, I just, I didn't realize he was even still a thing. Like, it feels like, this is like the kind of guy you would have booked 20 years ago kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he's had a long storied career. I, I get that part of it, but it just seemed a little strange. Uh, new Usher album drops today. Apparently so. so okay. What, what, like what, so what do I know? I like describing a singer as having a long storied career. <laughs> well, he has. He's a grizzled veteran. Yeah. He's been, yeah. been around for two decades He slowed now. down a little bit, but, you know, he's still got those veteran smarts. Yeah, grizzled vet. Good in the corners. Alexander, Alexander Ovechkin is the Usher. Yeah. Usher is yes. the Ovi. Okay, let's do our locks of the week now. Locks of the week are presented by Play Now Sports. Uh, if you're looking up to the excitement of the big game, sign up now at Play Now Sports. Make a $10 sports bet and receive a $58 free bet to use on the biggest football game of them all. Visit playnow.com forward slash super 58 to learn more conditions do apply and you must be 19 plus to play a reminder. If you gamble, use your game sense. Uh, I think we may be making our locks of the week on the big football game, the super bowl on Sunday, Mm -hmm. Jason, you start. Okay. So I think this is a really fascinating matchup, but I think everyone would agree and this is what I'm going to base ultimately my decision on, that the Kansas City Chiefs have a massive advantage at the quarterback position. Patrick Mahomes, still young, is already a lock for the Hall of Fame. Give me the Chiefs plus two points. Just that's as, that's as, That's as simple as it gets. You know, there's been a lot of people that have taken shots at the Chiefs um, I think they've got an underrated defense. Um, they, but most importantly, they've got the best quarterback, and that's all I'm going to say. Plus, you get two points, right? So if it's a really close game, even if the Niners pull it out by one point, which often happens in football games, then you still win your bet. So give me the Chiefs. More specifically, give me Patrick Mahomes plus two to win the Lock Super Bowl. Now, it's it's hard to argue against my good friend here because you made a very strong, salient point. Yeah. You get the best player out there, right? However, I am going to go 
with the San Francisco 49ers minus two in this one. I, I actually like the fact that the Niners haven't played amazingly well on their road to the Super Bowl because they found ways to win. They were resilient. They won in the face of adversity. The 17-point comeback against the Lions, largest NFC title game comeback in NFL history. Against Green Bay, they trailed 21-14 going into the fourth quarter. Came back and won again. They don't play a full 60. That's right. That's going to catch up to them. But guess when they're going to play that full 60? (laughs) This weekend against the Chiefs. Look, the Niners have all kinds of talent on offense. What I think is going to happen is that as this game goes along, like we saw in the Detroit game, the pass rush, and specifically Nick Boza, are going to become more prevalent or are going to make life harder on Patrick Mahomes. I agree with Jason. Mahomes could very well end up being the difference maker in this one. He's the best quarterback in the game. I think he's the best player in this game. But I think there are ways to neutralize him in a close game, and I think that's what will happen late. I think it's going to be close. I think it will be decided late. But I think that the Niners are going to get revenge for their Super Bowl loss four years ago to these same Kansas City Chiefs. With that said, give me the Niners minus two on Sunday. Greg, lock it up. Lock it away. Uh, experience the thrill of every pass, every touchdown, everything during the big game with Play Now Sports, BC's safe and secure betting site. A reminder, you must be 19-plus to play, and if you gamble, use your game sense. Okay, it is Ask Us Anything Friday on the Halford & Bruff Show. Uh, text in your Ask Us Anythings into the Dunbar Lumber text line, Dunbar Lumber with three stores to serve you in Ladner on Bridge Street, Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center or Butus in Vancouver, online at Dunbar Lumber. Dot com. Jay from Delta with an Ask Us Anything. Don't you guys think we need another one, maybe two, top six forwards? As good as Suter has been, he shouldn't be playing with Miller and Besser. Also, Mikheyev needs to go. Add a big body forward to one of those lines. I don't think it could hurt, but cap space. You know, I'm, If it, you're watching the stream, I'm making the, the hand gesture. I'm kind of checked money. out of Mikheyev, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm having uh, issues. I think I think job number one right now is to get PD and Miller going, and that is for Rick Tockett. That's I mean I'm just stealing his words here. Don't be like oh there's the Canucks media again. I'm like he you could tell he um, he's not happy with the play of some of his top players right now. And actually, can we play that Rick Tockett audio again where? He kind of has to check his words a little bit because he starts to say, and they haven't been playing well, and you know he wants to say more. Mm-hmm. He wants to put a timeline on it, mm-hmm. which he did with Petey, and do you remember his comments kind of blew up on him? Oh, yeah. And he said, you know, I haven't liked his game for the last few weeks, and then, you know, there was the whole, like, and then Connects Media is making a big deal out of this. Like, well, yeah, because Petey's a pretty important piece of the puzzle and I don't know if anyone's heard but the Canucks have a fairly big decision to make on him and so does Petey um JT Miller was also not very good last night in Boston and it sounds like Rick Tockett hasn't been happy with a few guys timeline (laughs) who knows listen here well listen we need some you know we need a couple guys here let's go I mean come on it's they weren't good tonight, some guys, and they haven't been good, frankly. Last, you know, these are this, when you, these are big time games. You know, Marshawn and Pasternak, you know, great players, and they showed up. 
you know, we got to have that kind of thing. Now, listen, there's our first loss in, like, I don't know how many games, 13, 14, so I can't get too critical, but these are big games you'd like to see a little bit better from some guys, and, you know, those two short the, the shorthand goal is really is, a, is something you cannot do in big critical games. Great players show up to the big games. He wasn't mad. He was disappointed. He was disappointed that because he said, and he was right, it was 13 games. They had a 12-game point streak snap mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, he was, I mean, don't get me wrong, he was probably also mad, but I think he was more disappointed because there are losses mm-hmm. in, your, in, a, in a regular season. You lose a bunch of games. The Canucks have lost, I think, 13 in regulation now. But that was, um, an, from our perspective, it was an opportunity, a Stanley Cup preview, all that stuff. But in the room and among the coaching staff, you could tell that that game going into it kind of meant something. And talk it acknowledged. It's like not necessarily about you got to go out and beat these guys. But if you want to use an example of what an elite team and elite players do, and he name checked Marchant and Pasternak, and yeah. I think it was intentional. Why two guys? Why they're two biggest stars? Mm-hmm. Well, because two of yours had really rough outings, and that's again. It's not a condemnation. It's not a harbinger of doom. The, the sky is not falling. It's none of that. It's that in that moment, there was a chance to go toe-to-toe with an elite. And you fell short. Now, the, the thing that I liked is Toggett said, you know, it's, it's a learning lesson. And it is because when you're in this rarefied era of being an elite team in the NHL, and make no mistake, the Canucks are an elite team in the NHL right now. They're, they're tied for first overall in points. You only get a handful of opportunities to do things like this. Anaheim doesn't get a chance to do stuff like this. San Jose, Chicago, they don't get a chance to match up with the best who are bringing their best because they stink. But the Canucks had that chance. It didn't go well. But, you know, the spin on it is, well, what do you do now? I mean, Quinn Hughes talked about how quickly they have an ability to flush things. Yeah, and And we've seen it. And he's like, we'll talk about it for 15 or 20 minutes when we go over the video. Mm -hmm. We'll probably then take the VHS tape and burn it. Yeah. Because that's what you do. So skate back on the power play next game, boys. And then it's, okay, now we've got Saturday and Sunday. And you've got a Detroit team who, and it's an interesting Detroit team. That's mm-hmm. how I would classify them. They're interesting. Their underlying numbers aren't very good. They're but not. They... But their overlying numbers, is that a thing? They're, they're, <laughs> yeah. Just where they are in the standings, they're a playoff team in the East right yeah. now. You know? Uh, ask us anything. Um, Mike, the urologist from Brockville, ask us anything. Which team is the Canucks' biggest rival right now? Or in other words, beating which team in a best-of-seven series would give you the greatest amount of sports happiness? Well, that one's tough because it's almost like a trick question because if they beat Boston in a seven-game series, I sure would like that because you know why? That would mean they have won the Stanley Cup. Mm Mm-hmm. That would be a good one. Um, But the other one I think would be, and I'm sure, well, the Oilers might – start to feel like this but I think for me to beat the Edmonton Oilers in a seven game series would be incredible I've always said that the Calgary Flames have been the longest standing rival of the Canucks just because over their history they've played a number of incredible series some have gone the Canucks way some have gone the Flames way um, but my, I don't think that stands right now, although it would sure be an interesting series between the Canucks and the Flames. And the other one that I think would give me a lot of sports happiness would be beating the Vegas Golden Knights because that would be 
you know, first of all, you'd be taking out the defending Stanley Cup champs, but also a team that has given the Canucks all sorts of trouble ever since they came into the league. Yeah, I'm trying. The the road is actually pretty funny. I mean, you know what? When you brought up uh, Calgary, maybe sneaking in as the second wild card or something like, or a first wild card, whatever one the Canucks would get if they finished atop the division, I would actually, I, I would be super, super stoked on that matchup for a multitude of reasons. One, I think the Canucks are the better team and I think they'd win. Two, um, I think that all the storylines and the incestuous nature of like he used to play for them, now he plays for us and vice versa. I think it would be a really spicy affair. Mm-hmm. I actually think it'd be a lot of fun to be honest. And I hadn't thought about it previously because I don't really consider the Flames a legit playoff team. I know they're on a nice little bit of a heater here, but I think ultimately they're going to sell pieces and they're going to fall out of the picture. Tony the Electrician makes a great point. You have to be in the playoffs more to build rivalries. I think this playoffs will start building rivalries for us. Yeah, there's hopefully (laughs) a couple of teams, which means that the Canucks are beyond at least the first round. Because if you're asking Edmonton, Edmonton's not picking Vancouver as their chief rival. Like Edmonton's picking Vegas right now. I think I was born out of last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not picking Calgary. They're probably, they probably pick Vegas or the Kings just because they played the Kings two years and in they've a row. Had, and they've had the Kings number. They've yeah. beat, they've, they've, they've handled But those the have Kings. been good series. I think, you know, it was funny because was it Merrick that brought that up earlier in the week? It's like, why does Vegas always seem to be at the center of all of these heated rivalries and yeah. these really good games? Because remember, Vegas had a really good rivalry with San Jose. Well, I think it's because they're big and tough. Yeah, and, and they're really good. That's and you've got happens, a great right? atmosphere in Vegas where the fans get into it. So I think that adds to the element of physicality. Yeah. Uh, Woodrow, the eligible bachelor. This is obviously a very serious question. Okay. Uh, when you shampoo your hair. Mm-hmm. Do you rinse it off once you lather it up, or do you let it sit for a minute and then you rinse it off? Yeah, you gotta. Don't you have to let it sit for a while? Gotta let it sit. Scrub it in a little. Yeah, it even says it on the back of the thingy. Like, let it sit. Be patient. But don't you? Don't don't you guys do like I do shampoo first? Yep. And then um, then I'll attend to some other business. Yeah. Well, okay. Go on. Go on. No. Uh, And then then you do the body wash. Yep. And then. I'm a soap. You know, I'm a bar of soap. Guys, the, so I'm old school. You're a bar of soap. Are you? Yeah. Do, do, do you? Are you okay? <laughs> are you soap, soap on a rope? Is everything okay, Mike? I don't like all the chemicals that they put in the the body wash. The scented body wash. I don't need to. Okay. I don't need a scent. Yeah. I smell like the Cactus Club in Kelowna, man. Come on. I don't need any of that. <laughs> you feeling all right, man? What? Who uses a, a bar of soap? A good in 2024. Hey, bo- Ivory. You got the B99.44. It's pure. That's what you need. Okay. Another right. another very important question with Super Bowl Sunday coming up. Alex with an Ask Us Anything. What's your favorite non-wing food at a Super Bowl? I have spent an inordinate amount of time over the last week looking at different- Cocktail uh, weenies. Ew. No, no. What? Not a big cocktail. On the, oh, my God. If it's a it's cocktail weenie in, in a blanket, a pig in a blanket, I'm there for it as a singular entity. Needs oh. the blanket. It needs wow. the blanket. Okay. Yeah. You need to jazz it up. Anyway, now that I was rudely interrupted with your wiener talk, um, <laughs> I have been watching, and I think this is the algorithm, not necessarily me searching it out, but mm-hmm. all the different elaborate um, nacho hacks. It, with the advent air of fryer? air fryer, yeah, yeah. So what? What's the? When we've talked. Instagram about this has been serving me air fryer nachos, and I'm like, I got to make these now. So have you done it? Yep. What's the biggest issue that a lot of people have with traditional restaurant nachos? Not enough cheese. 
Not enough anything. Yeah, and also just top layer, right? So when underneath, yeah. it's a mm-hmm. bunch of sort of naked. It's just chips on the bottom. Yeah, you got to have the chips. even distribution of all the goodies. Right, yeah. so the circular airflow of the air fryer. Oh, air fryer nachos are top tier. Allows you to layer up, but what you can also do is you can add layers as you go along. I saw one yesterday, and because of the basket-style air fryer, it was this multi-layered um I don't even know how to describe it. It was a glob. It didn't look aesthetically pleasing, but then when he took it out and extrapolated and pulled it out, it was maybe the most glorious batch of nachos I've ever seen in my life. And this guy went all out, like right. layers of pico de gallo and beans and then mm-hmm. cheese on top of that. And then, you know, sparsely putting on the, the cream-based toppings, like sour cream and then like... Yeah. It, and it was it was amazing. So, I love it. Feels good... like a Moj question. We need to ask Moj. That. You know what else the guy did is he used different kind of flavored Doritos hmm. as the chips. Interesting. Which I thought was really interesting. I, you're getting excited now. I can tell. No, I I actually started thinking about uh, the bread bowl with oh, the spinach dip in it. Yeah. I like yeah, that. That's, that's really yeah. Any any bowl you could eat at the end of the meal is delicious. <laughs> that that took a real hit during COVID. Yeah. The bread bowl. Yeah. It did. It's uh, some say it'll never come back. You know my thing with the Tim Hortons bread bowl from back in the day, a chili bowl, right? Oh, so good! Chili, chili yeah, in the you bread. Eat your bowl. So you eat the bowl at the end of the it's meal. Amazing. It's the, and, it's and the then greatest you eat thing your ever. Fork. The day they got rid of that, to eat your fork, part of me died. In the commercial, and, and then I ate the bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone just texted in. Have you ever heard of healthy food? I mean, we are talking about Super no, Bowl spread. No, Super Bowl spread. You're not allowed. If you get healthy food in there, you gotta leave. You do need. You better leave right no, now. No veggie sticks. I, I, yeah, you. yeah, veggie sticks are fine. Yeah, you do. You got the sauces. You need a. You should have a comprehensive veggie spread. So if someone sure. wa- if someone wants to mix in, yeah, like but you need really stick. fatty sauce to dip the veggies in to cancel out the goodness. <laughs> so Aaron in Half Moon Bay texts in pulled pork sandwiches with really nice kind of spicy coleslaw. That's I'm gonna choice. say it, pulled pork sandwiches are so overrated. Ooh. Everyone talks yeah, that's about a hot them. Day, Corn. <laughs> Everyone talks about them like, oh, you gotta try the pulled pork, and I'm like, oh, okay, wow. yeah, mm-hmm. okay. But have you had good pulled pork? Sandwiches? Yeah, because there I, are good. I've ones. had a lot. Believe me, everyone's just like, oh, you gotta try this. I've been up like all night, or I've been making this for I don't know. To be fair, it, it has takes. become a bit of a fad, and I've definitely yeah. noticed there are like, some yeah, bad ones out there. Whatever. But there, if you get a good one though, okay. oh my lord. Okay, it's not a fad. He's got. He actually has a decent point here because. Um, you can have, I spent 16 hours. People are way too proud of it. They all sort of, pulled pork is pulled pork. It doesn't have, yeah. a, it doesn't have a huge spectrum for like awesomeness and flavor. Like you can jazz it up and you can do whatever. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is, is it's, <laughs> it's wet meat on a bun. I like so, bacon. That's the only pork I like. Mm. Honestly. So. What is that? The same animal? It's a magical animal? <laughs> <laughs> Shay for Mission has your back, by the way, Halford. He oh. goes, uh, I use a bar of soap as well. Uh, there's a prison in Mission, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Did you use your one phone call the, to send that? The first listener base. <laughs> Moj is going to join us next. It's Super Bowl week, and Moj is down at the Super Bowl in Vegas. So this should be fun. You're listening to the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Anyway, now that I was rudely interrupted with your wiener talk. Um, <laughs> oh, I got to go. My damn wiener kids are listening. The most opinionated Canucks show out there. Canucks Talk with Jamie Dodd and Thomas Drance. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Moj. I did not eat four burgers. Yes, it's the Moj. I don't want to go to Winnipeg. Nobody wants to go to Winnipeg. Yes, I love food. It's the Moj. I went online and kind of did a little surfing. Jamalaya. Yes, it's the Moj. 
Halford's fine, but, you know, Brump is just grumpy all the time. Moach, 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 the moach, 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 731 on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Halford Bruff in the morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. We are in hour two of the program. I believe Moj is going to join us next. Hour two is brought to you by Primetime Craft Beer. Meticulously brewed for quality and taste, Primetime is full flavor without compromise. You can find it at a liquor store near you, or you can visit the brewery to see how it's made. Uh, we go now to the Dispatch Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Hotline. We are joined by Bob the Moj Marjanovic. He is a presentation of the Clayton Public House. Visit theclaytonpub.com for more information on the big football party this weekend. Clayton Public House, good food, good people, good times. And now it's time for Moj. Good morning, Moj. How are you? I'm doing well. I just want to know, is Vancouver still standing? They didn't burn it to the ground after they lost to the Bruins last night. There hasn't been like a huge angry reaction to yeah. to the game. Um, you know, it's, it's one game. It was like it was a poorly timed dud, as Rick Tockett called it. But I think the Canucks have done enough to earn the benefit of the doubt um, that even if they do have a dud, they are well. So far, at least, they haven't. You know, like they haven't hadn't resulted in some sort of shame spiral that has completely <laughs> ruined the season. You know, this is a team that still hasn't lost three games in a row this season, and they've only lost two games in a row twice all season. So have they had some bad games? Yeah, a handful. But for the most part, they bounce back the next game. Yeah, I'm proud of yeah. Vancouver, actually. The response this morning has been much more much more measured than I expected it to be. Yeah, I'm there's a few people that are upset that it was, you know, it was a highly anticipated game, and there are a few people upset at Pedersen's play. Um, but for the most part, you know, I think people are excited about two Canucks games this weekend, plus the Super Bowl. It's going to be a great. It's going to be a great sports weekend. Yeah, I think they've they've got enough currency in the bank that you know they can take a few hits. And I'm talking about the Canucks. So, yeah, glad to hear that. You know, it's really funny, guys, because like you know, obviously in Vancouver, the Canucks are all be all and everything, right? I mean, and you know, we're down here last night in the sports book, and we're looking at they had a boxing match on the big screen that was just actually right down the floor, actually. And a bunch of games. They had a bunch of NHL games. The Vegas Arizona game was like on one of the big screens, and then over here, tucked away in the corner was the Bruins <laughs> on the small screen, right? So it's it's just kind of funny how like depending where you are, just what is relevant and what is you know at the eye of the storm. And obviously, knowing in Vancouver how big the Canucks are, and then just down here, it's it's a blip. Uh, so the big news on social media yesterday was the cl- Clash of the Titans. Uh, what is it? Is it is it a mononym? The singularly named people, you know, like Aristotle, Kramer, right, Moj, Rock, right, all the famous people on the mm-hmm. Pele, all the you know uh, Bra- most Brazilian soccer players. Uh, so you and the Rock, uh, explain to us what went down here. This clip that went viral on Twitter yesterday. Well, you know the the crazy thing was. He, we're right beside the Pat McAfee set. Like, there's this huge banquet hall that they're using at the convention center for Radio Row. And our setup is, like, basically in front of the Pat McAfee show, in one of the corners. And we see The Rock on the Pat McAfee show. And 
I was kind of thinking whatever. And then I remember seeing a post yesterday on Instagram. I think Christy Buono had posted happy birthday to Wally Buono. We all know the connection between Wally and The Rock. And I thought to myself, it would be great if I could get like, you know, a little comment from The Rock talking about Wally. So we knew that he wasn't going to come out into the jungle, right? I mean, there's no way he's going on Radio Row. I mean, there's just no way he was going to do that. And then I'm thinking, okay, he's going to be leaving. So there's either he goes out one way, which puts him right into the masses, or he takes the back route, which basically everybody and their dog has done the entire week. So Nick Kowalski and I, I go, hey, you know what? It's, what, 10.15? I go, he's got to be done by 10.30, right? Let's go kind of check, wait in this one area, this one kind of like long stretch where he has to go from the back of McAfee's set all the way to the exit. <laughs> Excuse me. And we wait, 10.15, nothing. Like it's not a 15-minute segment. Well, it'll probably be done at 10.30. 10.30, nope, he's not done then. He keeps rolling. 10.45, nope, he's not then. And, like, we finally give up. We're like, you know, dude could be on there for two hours. And you got to realize, too, is that, you know, just hanging out there waiting in this area, we're losing valuable time in terms of working the floor and trying to get guests. And Nick's got to put all the stuff up on social media, so he's losing time. And we're kind of like, okay, let's just quit, right? And we kind of walk back, and as we walk back, you hear this huge roar, and The Rock is leaving the Pat McAfee stage because they're finally done. He's on there for an hour. And then we kind of race back down to this area that we've been kind of waiting. And lo and behold, he comes walking down. And that's where we managed to get our, our clip of him. Uh, I got to figure there's worse places to be located during Super Bowl week on Radio Row than right beside the Pat McAfee show, eh? Yeah, it's actually a lot of fun. And talk to Pat and AJ. We had him on the show last year. And we're hoping to get him today. But things are a little different now because obviously <laughs> they're an ESPN property. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, the thing is with McAfee, he's become a huge hockey fan. I don't know if you watched many of his shows, but he is just dialed in at the mm-hmm. NHL this season. So love to get his take on the Canucks and perhaps talk a little hockey with him today. We'll see how that works out. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's huge crowds there. Um, some of the guests, that, I mean, look at the guests that he's brought in. We're talking, you can start off with The Rock and then just move on. And, you know, just all the guests that he's had. I mean, JT Watt, Josh Allen, you just keep going on, right? So, yeah, it's a pretty good location because there's a lot of vibe. But, you know, to be honest, there's a lot, this is probably the best radio row since pre-COVID, it's it's got that buzz back, right? I mean, after COVID, it, it was kind of like, you know, really quiet. But this year, it's just, it feels like the pre-COVID years, and it's been a lot of fun. And looking forward to today just to push it across the finish line. I know uh, it's frustrating that Vegas has turned so expensive, but is there something to be said for having an event like the Super Bowl in a place like Vegas? Yeah, I mean, most of the people that we talk to, um, you know, they're they're kind of raving about the fact that Vegas is great. I think it's probably, I mean, for the fans, it's a lot of fun because, you know, you can come in during the course of the week and you're not just restricted to do, to going to any sort of NFL event. You can catch shows, you can go to nightclubs, whatever. And it's really funny because Monday and Tuesday, it was really quiet. You didn't even feel like there was a big buzz about the game. And then I don't know what happened, but on Wednesday – it seemed like everybody and their dog flew in because all of a sudden, like we're staying at the Mandalay Bay here and all of a sudden Wednesday, the hallways, you know, the, you know, the casino areas, like the restaurant areas, just full of fans and not just chiefs and 49ers fan. I mean, you see, you see fans wearing Packers jerseys, Cowboys jerseys, Raiders jerseys, obviously being in Vegas. So just football fans in general, but it was really weird. It's like a flip was, uh, 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 there was like a, a switch that was flipped. 
right? And all of a sudden, everybody just decided to descend upon Vegas. We're speaking of Bob the Moj Marjanovic live from the Super Bowl in Las Vegas here on the Halford and Breff Show on Sportsnet 650. Uh, we just did our locks of the week for the Super Bowl Moj, and we'll end this hit by getting yours. That'll be the ask us anything. But uh, I know you sent along some notes for today, and you said just about everyone is saying the same thing here at the Super Bowl. 49ers are the better team, but the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. That was almost our lock of the week back and forth because mm-hmm. I took the Niners. Bruff took the Chiefs, and he said, I'm not really, really taking the Chiefs. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. So everyone's saying this down there. Are you saying the same thing? Well, I'm going to do a reveal today on Twitter, and it's it's actually pretty funny. But you're gonna, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag. You're going to have to watch this thing. <laughs> but it is, it is pretty funny. Nick Kowalski and I had a great idea. Well, actually, it was Nick Kowalski. And by the way, Nick Kowalski, the Lions videographer, is down here on this trip. He's done an amazing job just putting out everything on social media. Um, no, so we'll do the reveal today in terms of who I choose. But I'll say this. Everyone that I've talked to, right since the vast majority of people that I've talked to, just about everyone and their dog as San Francisco 49ers are the better team, but the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. It's amazing how that has been just the theme with just about everybody that we talk to. They believe that the 49ers have the better team on paper, but Patrick Mahomes is that guy. So, And because of that, I'd say most of the people that we've been talking I'd probably say maybe like a, 50-50 split. I wouldn't say more than 60-41 way. I mean, I'm not keeping tabs, but just off the top of my head, Mahomes is a great, great equalizer in this in this game. Okay, before we let you go, uh, we're dealing with a phone issue here, so we'll try and work through it. But uh, and ask us anything. This is something that we were discussing prior to going to break here, and we got if it's a food question and a hot take food opinion, we need Moj to be the decider. Uh, pulled pork and pulled pork sandwiches, Moj, overrated or underrated? Mm, I would probably say a little underrated. For me, it is what it is. I love pork sandwiches. I don't have any issue with them. I don't think they're overrated. I don't think they're underrated. The big key there is you have to have a good bun and some pretty good sauce. Right? I mean, the bun, I've always talked about this. I have this debate with Taylor all the time. You know, the thing is, you got to realize the bun a lot of times makes the sandwiches. You can't have a bun that's really thick and heavy and hard to bite into. Give me a nice, soft bun, light, and then it just kind of accentuates the meat. So that's a big key as well. A nice, soft bun does accentuate the meat, Moj. You're very, you're very right there. Okay, uh, enjoy Sunday's game. It should be a lot of fun. Thanks for doing this all this week. You did a great job out of Vegas. Awesome interviews, and it was fun here in the show. Uh, enjoy Sunday. Be safe. We'll do this again soon. Thanks, fellas. Have a great weekend. YouTube. Thanks. That's Bob the Moj Marjanovic, a presentation of the Clayton Public House here on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. I got to ask us anything, Jason. I flagged one. Good. J- Jason. Good yell- for you, Mike. Jason yells at me sometimes. Way to do your job. You know what? I do lots of things here at the mm-hmm. Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Wait, yell at me, Bert. <laughs> What's your ask us anything? Will we hear, will we hear the annual... Jason Bruff Valentine's special next Wednesday. No. <gasps> no. Hot take horns. Mm-mm. What the hell, man? Why not? I think it's been played out. Okay. You need to explain. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Unlike I mean, the other jokes on this show. Just, yeah. It's been played out. I just think it's played out. All the love songs that I enjoy. Uh, I've played them, and even last year, there were a few that were like, I feel like this is the same one as last year. I was like, well, there are only so many Whitney Houston songs. 
So, I can't uh, go. No. I can't go February 14th without you somehow shoehorning in air supply to Elias <laughs> <laughs> Um Okay, so for those that don't know, and we do a lot of administrative nonsense here, traditional administrative nonsense. So every year, Jason would do a full-on February 14th Valentine's Day love mix. And there isn't a better way to say that. It was mm-hmm. a love mix. It was the greatest. And, and they were dedicated, each song would be dedicated to a player or a group of players or a storyline. But the tradition is dead. Yeah. It jumped the shark. So many of our listeners now uh, listen on podcasts too. Yeah. And we just cannot play the licensed music. I was hoping that A-Dog would maybe get in the booth with me and we could do a Canucks love song, but we just never got around to it. Uh, uh, we we couldn't find the time. Yeah, I wasn't able to fit you into my schedule, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm still still trying. By the way, have you watched the We Are the World uh, documentary? I still haven't yet, but no, it looks good. So, I, I want to watch it. So I, I'm not going to ruin this, but everyone <laughs> They did that. They they churned out a song called "We Are the World." <laughs> it was that's, a hit. That's how it ended. It was based on um, sending the love to, that love down the well. well yeah, but yeah. it was really <laughs> incredible how they pulled this off. So one of the hardest things for them was getting all those stars into the same city, into the same part of the world to record the song because, of course, those artists were you know busy touring the world. And, sure, you know they were all over the world. So just use the internet. So, yeah, 1985. Uh, so Lionel Richie, who helped write the song with Michael Jackson, um, he was hosting the American Music Awards. Okay, and he hosted the the AMAs, and then which were I don't know if they're still a big deal, but they were a big deal back in the day. And then after the AMAs, so it's like ten o'clock. Everyone went to a studio in L.A. to record We Are the World. So they were in there. So not only did they um, have to go, most of those guys were at the award show too. And then they went to the studio and they had to do the whole thing. They had to record the whole thing. So the chorus, uh, their individual parts, and they just worked through the night on it. And so some of the funny stuff was like (laughs) a couple of the people were like, drunk or whatever and they still had to get through their lines and a couple of them were like old and tired right like ray charles was there yep and i just found it was uh you know it was it was a good documentary um but i just i thought it was incredible like lionel richie again he has to host the amas can you imagine how much that would take out of you mentally and physically to be up on stage to remember all the stuff that you had to do to get into a uh, to to mm-hmm. host an award show and then after that everyone rushes to the studio and has to work hard to get that song done like that's incredible follow up ask us anything question on that um how much time of the documentary is dedicated to dan Aykroyd being in the chorus none none okay yeah it's it's so weird i never knew that yeah it's so strange random dan Aykroyd show yeah he was there yeah (laughs) if if you go like the name and there are a couple there are a couple guys that left like waylon jennings yeah he was he was like this is not for me yeah left yeah i got some mega vibes out of that yeah yeah Okay. Oh, the way down. Just the good old boys. <laughs> yeah. Okay, another Ask Us Anything, because I flagged so many of them because I'm really good at my job. Uh, ask Us Anything from Chris and Duncan. Should 18 and 19-year-olds really be playing in the National Hockey League? 
They're all hurt right now. Connor Bedard, Adam Fantilli, and now Boston's Matthew Potras. Yeah, he got hurt. He did his shoulder injury. Uh, McDavid got hurt in 2015. Leo Carlson's been hurt this year, et cetera, et cetera. Chris, I understand the sentiment of your Ask Us Anything, but um, I just don't see how you could prevent, especially the likes of Bedard and Fantilli, from being able to play. Now, I know the NBA put in an age limit Mm -hmm. a little while ago, but that was to be drafted. 19, and then presumably that means that you have to be 19 years old to play in the NBA. I mean, the NBA did run into some problems, but I think it was less the injury issues and more the the mental maturity of some of the high schoolers that were going, that it just became so overwhelming, right? Some, some of the injuries also in the NHL, is it's like what Rick, Rick Taka would call a learning lesson, That's right? That's true. I'm serious. You know, Connor Bedard's a great player, but... When you stick handle through the middle of the ice, <laughs> well, you go Bedard, up against look, big guys like Brendan Smith, like you might get hit. Connor Bedard's a kid. So yeah. He looks like a kid. He's mm-hmm. built like a kid. He's a kid. He's yeah. an incredibly talented kid, the most talented. But the reality of it is, is you, I mean, when they say men versus boys, I mean, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are some, especially as you get further and further and deeper and deeper into the season. Maybe some of that space that you get in game one of 82 sort of dissipates by game 40 because, you know, guys are starting to get a little bit more physical, starting to get a little bit crankier, angrier. Playoff positioning's on the line. Yeah, it can become hard for a teenager. Uh, Brendan with an Ask Us Anything. Do the Canucks need to move Hronik on the power play with Hughes and play two defensemen? Too many shorthanded goals lately, and I think Quinn and Hronik could man PP1 and PP2 for the full two minutes, plus Quinn can dish. To uh, for the Heronic bomb. Thoughts um, on this one? What's that? You got thoughts on this one? Because I got thoughts on this one. Then by all means. I don't think that there should be any knee-jerk reaction to what's gone on over the last few well, games. Well, there'd be like six knee-jerk reactions because there's a bunch of shorthanded goals. <laughs> but they went, they went eight, 48 games without giving up like a single shorthand. Mm. I'd use that as the... No, because it's funny. I'm not even slightly put... concerned, though, that it no, happens so I'm consistently. No, I'm not. I'm not. I just think it's an anomaly. I don't think that you need to reinvent the wheel. Okay, what if it happens next game? Will you be worried? How, what's the cutoff before you start getting worried? I'll tell you what the cutoff like, is. I'll tell like you what the cutoff is. It's not right. I just can't see making major changes. Like, we got to implement a second defenseman on the power play. I, I know Tockett kind of sent a message uh, last night when he sent out PP2 to start, I think, the third power play. Yeah, right. And Shorty, of course, mentioned on the broadcast, and he said, I thought this might happen. I wanted a stronger message. I wanted the Bluger line out there with, like, <laughs> Noah Juleson yeah, and right. Ian Cole manning the points, and they just cycle the puck well, for two minutes. Well, Rick Tuckett seems to be sending a message. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I get it. I just, I because I wrote, uh, I did, when we were going over the, the notes, I did a lot on the shorthanded goals thing, and I wanted to make it clear just how crazy it's been over the last six games. And I, and I mean crazy as in a, this is probably a statistical anomaly type thing, not a sign that the power play is now, uh, you should start declining penalties because you're getting so many right. goals scored against you. Like, I just think that this is just a freak streak that they're on right now. And I mean, like we were joking about Lindholm. We're like, well, Lindholm comes aboard and all of a sudden all these PK or all of a sudden the opposing PK is scoring goals. Like it just, I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it. I just think they're going through a funk, but I don't think that they need to readjust and put another defenseman out there. They do play a risky uh, style, though, because of the movement that they've sure. brought to the power play. That's you know, valid. I was mentioning earlier in the show how there were moments out there 
that Quinn Hughes had shifted to the right sidewall, and then it was Besser and Pedersen on the point. And can you imagine if, you know, Hughes makes a decision to try and go in a little bit deeper, maybe to get a loose puck, and it fumbles, and then it goes gets past the point guys? Like a, th- <laughs> you know, even a two-on-two against Pedersen and Besser mm-hmm. would be a scoring chance for the other team. Um, I did have an ask us. I got one. I got one because I flagged a bunch. If you want me to do one, sure. Go Austin Langley with an ask us anything. This is quite funny because this is all true. Uh, The Undertaker. That's right. The professional wrestler WWF WWE. The Undertaker presented the Ryda season trophy that went to the Saudi Arabian League champion. That's Ronaldo. What did you call it? Riyadh. (laughs) I said Ryda. Damn it! I asked him for the pronunciation prior to it as well, and he told me. And then I practiced it, and, and then, then I got it wrong. And then you screwed it up. Yeah. Uh, so unprofessional. It never happens to anybody else here. Just Halford. Riyadh. Riyadh. The Riyadh Trophy, which goes to the Saudi Arabian League champion. Right. Also known as the Ryder Trophy. It's okay. It's my Ryder die. Anyway. Um, it was the Ryder Cup. <laughs> the full Ryder Cup? <laughs> it's the cool urban Ryder Cup. Ryder. Uh, Ronaldo was very enamored by the whole thing. Cristiano mm-hmm. Ronaldo. He had a good laugh. So the question from Austin and Langley, finally. The Saudis are big into like the Pith is investing. Or, yeah. They 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 they're hosting a lot of wrestling events, aren't they? They yeah yeah they in are. Ryda. Yeah. Did Undertaker come out of a coffin? Was it like the no he oh. but he he was in full getup regalia, so. and then he did like the the rising of the trophy with the hand. And Ronaldo looked like a little kid that had seen Did he do his, his finishing move on Ronaldo? <laughs> he loved it. He had this big grin. He thought it was really cool. Tombstone. I thought he was dead. Yeah, but he's back. Give him the tombstone. <laughs> yeah. It was great, right? It was all the crossovers of all the things that nice. the Saudis are pouring money into. Anyway, Austin and Langley wants to know, if you could have anyone present the Canucks with the Stanley Cup, who would it be? I'm going way off the board, and I think this is more like a salty choice that I think would be great because you could rub it in someone else's face. Brad Marshall. Brad Marshall. <laughs> that would be, if he ever gets suspended again, that would be like a creative punishment like for you him. Have to, yeah, he has to come out. He could be wearing a jumpsuit of some kind, and you could be like, there's Brad. And then, like, hey, remember when you mock-lifted the trophy in front of Canucks fans? <laughs> now you got to do it for real, and you have to hand the trophy to Quinn Hughes. I think that would be amazing. Who's the I, most Vancouver person of all time that you could pick to hand that award to? Brian Adams. Oh, immediately for you, Brian Adams? Okay. Yeah. Seth Rogen. Mm, I don't think he cares about hockey. I don't think he cares about... Yeah, yeah he's I was going to say Rafi. I mean, maybe Michael Bublé. Bublé has definitely answered the Raffy's conversation. Rafi's a big fan. Raffy. Yeah. yeah, Rafi's a big fan. Yeah. But you see, that's the thing. You're doing like... You're going one way with it, which just I like totally iconic agree. Vancouverites. It doesn't, even have to be like a, it doesn't even have to be like a celebrity. Just someone that you think of that now, represents the city. Nardwar. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah see, exactly. Um, now, the, the, I don't have an answer for this, but the because Austin and Langley... Because I will admit... The Undertaker is probably perhaps the most awesomely random choice. <laughs> there was like there's other than the fact that it's not all that random when you consider. But he has no the t- promotion to. But the, the the Saudis and WWE do a lot of business. Right. But the, okay, but I got right? it. But this is a it. soccer trophy. I got it right? for the Canucks. Yeah, it's yeah. all tied together. For the Canucks. Yep. Carrot top. Why? That would be random. <laughs> yes, oh, the most random. Yeah, the most the random most version. Random. You get, like the Undertaker situation, like the Carrot Top. But the, but, the but, the, <laughs> but the Undertaker is pretty rad. It's awesome. Carrot Top kind of sucks. Yeah, but that's kind of what's funny about it. You need someone like intimidating. <laughs> presenting like the son yeah, of the guy like that Chuck plays Norris. Huggy Bear. Right. 
like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger to yeah. presume, presume the Stanley. That would be cool, be awesome. right? Yeah, that'd be pretty good. That would be my choice. I changed my choice. I don't want Brad Marchand. I want, I want, right. want Arnie. As if this show could go off the rails any more than it already has. Uh, Rick Dollywall is going to join us next to talk about Phil Kessel, of all players. You're listening to the Halford & Brough Show on Sportsnet 650. Give me a nice, soft bun. I like big 